got it here. I'm going to do it. I'm right here. So we've got uh, uh, New Heart Worship Center. We're on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Facebook, and New Heart Worship Center on Facebook. And uh, if you go to YouTube, Albert Buford, you can pick up all the videos. We've got about 175 different videos on YouTube, and I add every week I add a video. So I, I began this a couple of weeks ago doing podcasts. This is just you can listen to your podcast. You can go to your Play Store, download uh, Anchor, or you can download Apple. Apple who's, uh, does, has, has us on podcast at New Heart International. You can just type in New Heart International on your podcast, whatever app you have, and it'll take you to our site. Or you can just go to Anchor FM, Apostle Buford, and list all the, the, the different uh, broadcasts. So we're also on Breaker Audio at New Heart Worships, New Heart International, Spotify at New Heart International, Google Podcast app, you can download that, or Pocket Cast. <clears throat> so all of these different apps now, they just picked me up. I just did Anchor, and all of a sudden, all, everybody, they just start putting me on other podcasts. So I'm getting exposure around the world, because people are listening all around the world, in Africa, and uh, Kenya, and uh, South Africa, and around the world, and India. They're listening and watching our broadcast. So I'm able to reach uh, the nations through these broadcasts. So I want to invite you to listen to our podcast or you have friends or family members uh, that uh, may not want to go on YouTube. Uh, you can go your podcast. They walk around with the earphones and earbuds in. Just tell them go to a podcast. Go to New Heart International. And I got teachings on witchcraft and uh, Apostle Rose's on there. And uh, uh, we're just putting everybody up on, on, on podcasts. Amen. So y'all get up here on Tuesday night. You better do real well. I'm going to stick you up on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, welcome this morning. I'm going I'm to minister this morning to those uh, uh, dealing with your Jebusite. Uh, my wife and I were watching David, the story of David last night, and how, you know, his brothers, everybody was just trying to discourage him and say, you're going to die. Goliath going to kill you. You don't need to go out there. And daddy's going to kill us if we let you go out there. And they just did everything to dissuade him. And I like what he said. And, it, and his brother was telling me, he said, Goliath was trained from a child to kill. He loves killing. He's a, he's a murderer. He's a fighter. He's a warrior. He was trained to kill people. And David said, for such a time as this, I've been anointed to kill Goliath. Amen? Amen. So sometimes you got to know who you are and what you're called to do. David said, I've been called to kill this guy. I don't care what he's been trained in. I've been trained to whooping. Amen? Amen. So dealing with your Jebusite, it's very important to understand who your Jebusite is. Everybody has a Jebusite you're dealing with. Some issue, some problem, some main thing that you're dealing with in your life that you have not been getting the victory over. So we're going to deal with them this morning. Uh, I, this came from the Lord spoke two things to me this week. Uh, 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 he said, the axe is laid to the root. You can read that in Matthew 3, verse 8 to 9. It says, bring, uh, this is John uh, preaching, he said, bring forth fruit consistent with repentance. Let your life prove your change of heart. See, there's got to be something in your life that proves that you've changed your heart. You can't just say, I'm saved and keep smoking and keep drinking. <clears throat> and do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham, our forefather. For I tell you, God is able to raise up descendants for Abraham from these stones. And already the axe is lying at the root of trees, Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the axe is laid to the root. 
Your roots are soul ties. Your roots can be generational curses. Your roots can be uh, uh, family strongholds, family curses. The roots, if you ever look at a tree, when you cut down a tree, I had a tree in my backyard when we were living over on Indian Avenue, big old tall pine tree, about 60 feet tall, 50, 40, 50 feet tall. And uh, had Steve Shockey came by, Shockey came by, and he cut it down, cut it down to the stump, to the stump. And I said, I'll get the stump out. And I thought getting the stump out was going to be a little simple thing. And I started digging. It took me two days to get that stump out of there. Almost three or four days, I think, it took me digging around the roots. Because, you know, roots travel 15 feet from the trunk. And if you don't get the roots and you leave the stump, the tree's going to come back. It'll come right back up. And so we in deliverance, we may deal with the branches and stuff in our lives, but we need to go and pull that stump out. And it takes a little work to dig down. So God said, I'm going to dig down in your life and pull out all the stumps and all the roots. Because if you want to sow in a field, you got to have all the stumps removed. You just can't plow in a field and you got a, a tree stump in there. So uh, he's the Lord of the breakthrough. So Second uh, Samuel verse uh, chapter 5, verse 1. I want, to, I want to share this with you, show this, that uh, you've got to be tenacious in this hour. It says, then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are bone and of your flesh. In times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And the Lord told you, you shall feed my people Israel and be prince over them. So all the elders of Israel came to the king of Hebron. And King David made a covenant with them, and there before the Lord, they anointed him king over Israel. So they came together and they anointed him. David uh, slayed the bear, slayed the, 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 the lion, slayed Goliath, and they made him king because he was leading them in, and Saul got jealous of him. David killed his thousand, and Saul, uh, Saul killed his thousand, and David killed his ten thousand, and the jealousy got him. One of the things I want you to understand is you cannot, uh, the prophetic word will come to pass. In your life. He was said he was going to be king, but it took years for him to become king over Israel. We cannot be conditioned by your past. Don't be conditioned by your past. Even if others tried to do something and failed. God can change things overnight in your life very quickly. It doesn't take them long. But one of the greatest battles, one of the greatest fighters... Tribes of fighting with the Jebusites. In 2 Samuel verse 4, 5 verse 4, it says, David was 30 years old when he began his 40-year reign. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah six years and six months, seven years and six year, months. In Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over Israel and Judah. So first, they anointed him king over Hebron. Then later, they anointed him king over Judah and Israel. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who said to David, you shall not enter here, for the blind and the lame will prevent you. They thought, David cannot come here. So they were selling wolf cookies. They were, they were saying, you can't beat me. 
You can't whoop me. You're not going to get control over me. We are too strong for you. You're not coming in here. And that's what some of the demons tell in your life, that you're never going to be free of this or you're never going to get over this. And you're going to always have these problems and issues in your family and problems and issues in your life. But you've got to take in your mind, they say, even the blind, said a blind man can whoop you. A lame man can whoop you. I mean, this is what Goliath was doing. He was down there selling. He was down there railing against him for 30 days. He was talking about their mama. He was talking about them. Y'all scared. Y'all ain't going to come fight me. Send somebody down there to fight me. I can kill anybody I want to kill. And they were fearful and trembling. But look what it says in verse 7. Even though the Jebusite said, you ain't coming here. It says, nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. That is the city of David. Jebus, if we go now, let's go back. Jebus wasn't a place you want to stay at night. It was like going on the west side of Chicago at night or the south side. You know, when you go to Chicago, you got to have your bulletproof dress on and your flak jacket and your helmet. You want to go in Chicago. So Jebus was a city of people that you didn't want to stay. And the story goes in Judges chapter 19, verse 10. It says, now, it says, there was a certain man that would not stay that night. He rose up and departed and came opposite to Jebus, which is in Jerusalem. With him were two straddled donkeys and his servant and his concubine. When they were near Jebus, it was late, and the servant said to his master, come, I pray, let us turn into the Jebusite city and lodge in it. And his master said to him, we will not turn aside into the city of the foreigners where there is no Israelites. We will go to Gibeah. And he said to his servant, come, let us go to one of these places and spend the night in Gibeah Aram. In other words, don't, don't go on the south side and, and, and you get lost on the south side and then you turn around in the alley thinking you can go through the alley. That's, that's, that's dangerous because you don't, you don't want to drive through no alley on the south side because them gangs had them, them alleys blocked off and they'll hijack you in a minute. So don't go to that city. You know, like Chicago is a melting pot. You have different nationalities on the north side, near west side, south side. Different, different, uh, you can go one block, it's all Korean. Another block is all Japanese. Another block, it can be Polish. You can go every neighborhood. Is, there's certain neighborhoods you say, don't go to that neighborhood. You just don't go there. So Jebus was a, was a, they were foreigners. They were not Jews, but they were foreigners, and they weren't they weren't a very nice people. Now, from the beginning, when God brought them out of Egypt. He told him in Deuteronomy seven verse one. He says, "Now when the Lord thy God bring you to the land where you goest." And have cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Seven nations greater and mightier than now. This is a prophetic statement. When God said, when I bring deliverance to you, you got to get all your ites out. Prideite, alcoholite, drugite, lionite. Lust, I, all your ites you got to deal with. He said, when I bring you to your land, I'm, when I bring you into the promised land, I'm going to deliver you and give you salvation. I got to deal with your Jebusites, your sites. So the Jebusites were one of the seven nations that were stronger than Israel. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, God will cause things to manifest before you. God will cause things to manifest in your life for you to deal with. When I bring these issues to you, 
that you're still walking in hatred or you're still walking in pride or you, 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 you're still struggling with your finances because you don't have a handle on your money and you stay in debt. I need to deal with these issues in your life. Why are you broke? Maybe you need to go back to your bloodline and look at your bloodline tree. Everybody in your family broke. Everybody who spoke to curse. Let's break it. Let's deal with these issues in your life now. Let's deal with the roots that are in your life. He said, you shall smite them and utterly destroy them. And thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Don't let it go by. If you know that you got a mouth that's always criticizing and always putting people down, and you say, I need to know, I need to get delivered of it. But you don't write it down, and then when you come to Sunday, you forget that you got that mouth. Because you're all holy on Sunday, you know, you know, everything cleans up on Sunday. You know, you get to Sunday best when you come in on Sunday. And you forget that you got an issue when you go home. And God said, I want to deal with your roots now and, and, and let you get free so you don't have to keep going back to that same tree. You know, you're still picking that fruit off this uh, criticism, picking that fruit to put down. You're still putting out, I'm going to talk about it. I'm gonna, you know, I can't stand you. I don't like you. I don't love you. That's, you get on my nerves. And I, you're still picking from that fruit of, fruit of carnality, and then you want God to bless you. Now, God said, I got to deal with your roots. You're still picking the fruit off the tree. Let's kill that tree. So you don't pick off their tree. He said, this is what he said. Show no mercy to them. Why? Why don't we show mercy? He said, because neither shall you make marriages with them. Thy daughter you shall not give your son unto, uh, shall not give unto his son, nor his daughter shall not take unto thy son. In other words, don't hook up with the Jebusites. Don't hook up with the Hivites. Don't hook up with the Canaanite. Don't hook up with the Perizzite. Don't hook up with the Amorite. Because what they're going to do is they're going to take your son unto thy son. And he said, what would they do? For they will turn away your son from following me. The wrong girlfriend, the wrong boyfriend will cause you to stop serving God. You think you're going to change them, but you ain't going to change them. They'll change you before you get changed. They don't want your God. If they wanted your God, they would have came to church to you. But when you compromise your walk with God, the enemy, the Perizzites and Jebusites take control. They want to live with you. That they serve other gods, so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy you suddenly. You knew about God. We know about God. And then you go out and hook up with somebody that drinks or hook up with somebody that smokes. You know they're doing drugs. You know they're smoking. Oh, but God's going to change. He's going to get no. Stay away. They're going to cause you to turn away from serving God. God knew that. He said, utterly destroy them. Detest them. Don't, 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 don't deal with them. He said, thus you shall deal with these, your Jebusites. You shall destroy their altars. Look at, you got to look at their family tree. Know who you're marrying. Know who you're getting hooked up with. Break down their images. Cut down their groves, burn their images with fire. For you are holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord has chosen thee to be special unto himself above all the people upon the face of the earth. So God said, why, why should we do these things? Because they're going to snare you. They're going to bind you up. They're going to cause you and turn you away from serving the living God. So we got to deal with the Jebus. So Jebus was a city that, 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 uh, uh, that became perverted. Now, Judges 121, look what it says. Now God said, utterly destroy them. 
Told the 12 tribes, when you go into this land, I want you to deal with every one of them. Ice, deal with all the ice. Look what it says in Judges 121. He says, the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin in the city until this day. So here it is. God told them, kill them. They did so they began to mix with them. The Jebusites wouldn't go. You ever have somebody just won't go away? Like a bad penny. Like a bad relative. To come stay with you, you can't get rid of them. <laughs> 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 What'd you say, Mary? Shoo. <laughs> oh, the Jebusites have invaded your land, and you're living along the Jebusites. Now, 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 back up a little bit. Now, I read about... The man with his concubines and said, don't stay in the city of Jebusites. So what happened was they stayed in the city. They came and they raped and killed the concubine, raped her, and left her for dead at the door. A war broke out from Israel because the man cut up the concubine and sent all body parts of different tribes and said, this should not have happened in Israel. And they told the Benjaminites, Says, send out those wicked men that did this. And the Benjaminites got, they were so connected with the Jebusites that they went to war against Israel. And it was such a great battle that they wiped out all the men of Benjamin, just about all the men of Benjamin. And all the women started crying, said, we ain't got no man now. We ain't got nobody to marry now. We nobody. So they had to give them men from other tribes to marry the daughters of the Benjaminites because they were been wiped out completely. But because they did not deal with the Jebusites, a war broke out in Israel. The Benjaminites got killed because they compromised their walk with God and didn't deal with their enemies. So the Jebusites were strong. How, what kind of uh, a nation or, 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 or people that were so strong that you couldn't whoop them? So they, they just made peace with them. They just lived among them. Don't be conditioned by the past, even if the others tried to fail. Now, the Jebusites... Couldn't be driven out. Joshua did great victories, but, but everybody had a responsibility to do their portion and, and drive out the inhabitants of the land that their portion was given to them. This is your land. This is your land. This is your land. And we talked about how Caleb said, that's my mountain. I'm going to take it. It's time for me to take my mountain. But the Jebusites were tough. Look at it. Judah couldn't even drive out the Jebusite. Your praise can't drive out the Jebusite. Sometimes you think you're just going to praise the Lord and it's going to get rid of your enemy. The praise sometimes don't work. God said you got to drive them out like a bad relative. Amen? Joshua 15, 63. For the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out. Even Judah couldn't drive them out. Benjamin, now Benjamin tried, they were warriors. They were left-handed, they were hairy, they had red hair, but they could hit your hair. You take one of your hairs, and they can hit it with a rock. That's how accurate they were, left-handed. And they can shoot a bow with the left hand, and were very accurate. But the Jebusites, they couldn't beat them. And Judah, Judah means praise, praise, Judah could even beat them. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem until this day. So I, I equate the Jebusite in your life like, like uh, uh, you know, when they got to call the SWAT team. They done barricaded themselves in. You got a demon that has barricaded himself into your life, and he ain't coming out without a fight. 
He ain't coming out without tear gas, without, you know, a battering ram, and they got to arrest him and shoot him or kill him. Or you say, I ain't coming out. You're going to have to kill me. Kill me, cop. Kill me. And that's how some of these demons are. You, they don't, they don't want to leave your life. But greater. But nevertheless, you're going to get victory over your Jebusite. I'm here to announce this morning, you will get victory over your Jebusite. Amen? 2 Samuel verse 5, 6 and 7 says, And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites. Here's David. All these years, nobody can beat him, and here comes David. And David, who said to David, and the inhabitants of the land who said to David, You shall not enter in, for the blind and the lame will prevent you. They thought David cannot come here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold. David said, whosoever get up on the gutter, whosoever climbs up and, 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 and gets into the city, I'm going to bless him. And one of them did it. They, they went in there and whooped and said, hey, I ain't got to pay no taxes. I can get me no land. I, they went in there. The same motivation that David was given, whoever fights Goliath can get Michelle. Whoever fights Goliath will make him prosperous. He'll never pay taxes. And King Saul said, I'll bless wealth can kill Goliath. So David got all these blessings. I was watching the movie. David had came in on his, on his, on his father's horse. Old, old, old mayor, old brown mayor. But at the end of the story, when David left Jerusalem after he killed Goliath, he was on a white horse. They gave him a white horse. He, he looked like the cowboy, you know, the, the hero, riding off into the sunset. <laughs> they gave David the, the, the blessing. Listen. The Jebusite is like the enemy. He's like the devil does not always come to defeat you at first. He'll join you to bring misguided information and misdirection so you lose focus. That's what the Jebusites did. They got misdirection and they got off focus at what God told them to do and they want to be in. So be aware of spiritually blind and lame people sitting next to you in churches. Blind people can't see the vision that you see. They are blind in their faith. The future destiny that God has put in you. You have to have faith in what God said he's going to do in your life. Isaiah 42 verse 19 and 20 says, Who is blind but my servant or deaf like my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as the one who is at peace with me? Who has been admitted to the covenant relationship with me? Yes, who is blind like the Lord's servant? You have seen many things but you do not observe or apprehend the true meaning. His ears are open, but his, he hears not. We're walking in faith, but our faith is not blind. Our faith sees. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. Said. Now faith is the title deed of things not seen. Your faith is a title deed. When I have a title deed, that means I own something. When you have a title to your car, you can go to the title store and get a loan. Because it says this car exists. And they'll give you money against the piece of paper that says this is the title. So in the spirit, you have a title deed to your healing. You have a title deed to your deliverance. This is your title deed is the word of God. That's your title deed to everything that belongs to you. And so you've got to enforce that deed. You know, because the enemies like the Jebusites, like some of your relatives, they'll come in when Big Mom and them die and steal the, steal the will and, and change the will and steal the paperwork and steal the deeds and everything else. Battles we fight, we got to deal with our Jebusites. We got to deal with our Jebusites. You got to be careful of the sympathetic blind coming to you. The leaven and unbelief will sabotage your faith in the time of battle. 
besides the, the, the lame, the lame, these lame people are people that stumble over someone else or someone in their past. Beware of sharing things with cynics. If you heed warnings of the lame excuses, they will despise your strength and you will become cautious, suspicious, and fearful. Beware of spiritually blind people. There's, uh, uh, we, we shared an opportunity for many people to become prosperous. Do you know a lot of people rejected it? Didn't want part of it? But when you get blessed, they're going to come back to you and jump on you. Why didn't you tell me? How come you didn't convince me? Why? How, give, me, give, me give me a portion. You didn't, and then you didn't have to work for it. Give me my watch and see. You're going to lose more relatives and family members than anybody else. Beware of the emotionally lame. They deplete your strength. Get away from negative people. The Bible says in Numbers 13, 20, 32 to 33, it says, so they brought Israel as an evil report of the land that they had scattered out, saying, the land through which we spy, went to spy it out, the land that devours the inhabitants, and the peoples we saw were men of good stature. We saw Niflin, or giants, and sons of Anak, who, who come as giants and were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. They're digging in a site somewhere in, in Europe right now. They found the giants, the giant skulls and the, and the, the bodies and body parts. I mean, these, they were huge. They were 20, 30 feet tall. They, they found them. They found evidence of giants that were in the lands before, way before Christ. So they found the evidence. There's an evidence that is real. Why God judged the earth. If you defeat your Jebusite, whatever it is, be it alcohol, be it lust, be it, be it getting angry real quick or pride, whatever, some other devil's going to come after you. There's always another devil that want to take up the challenge. Devil, David, in verse 17 of 2 Samuel 5, if you read further on in verse 17, it says, the Philistines, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king, when people hear that you've been anointed, when people hear that you've been blessed by God, guess what? Every devil in hell is going to come after you. They went up to find him, and he heard of it, and he went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Riphim, the giant, the valley of the giant. So when they heard he was blessed, he was, uh, he was anointed, they will come after you. I was on the phone with, with Apostle, Apostle Nutt. Uh, she called me Monday, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. And uh, she's having an issue with some uh, new people coming to the church. And she was explaining them and I said, what you're explaining is a witch and a warlock has entered into your congregation. Because they came in I want to pray for everybody, prophesy over everybody. Not submitted to authority. The husband was around taking pictures of all the members of the congregation. Why you need my picture? Take it home and use your mirror and your smoke and, and pray over it and curse me. That's why. Witches war like to do that. And so you have to be careful. And I say, you got some witches in war, you need to deal with them real swiftly. Run them out of your church. Say, hey, uh, you're not welcome here. Even a visitor came and called her and said, yeah, you know, I, I, may I ask you something? I'm, I'm not trying to start anything. And he, he said, but that lady, she looked like a witch. <laughs> I guess she had some plastic surgery or something done on her or something like that. Uh, but, uh, but the thing is, 
as I was talking, and Apostle Nutt said, you know, since they came in, I've been feeling sick and stuff. And, uh, you know, the inflammation of the joints and stuff. And I, say, I said, yeah, that sounds like witchcraft. He said, I, I haven't had any problems in a long time. The Lord healed me of that stuff. And so I prayed for her. I said, let me pray for you over the phone. Let me, let me, let me pray for you. I said, I said uh, who's your company, Dad? I said, you're on It's Supernatural with Sid Roth. And you didn't broadcast your face all over the world. You didn't told the devil, I'm here with the glory. And every devil in hell is coming after you. you who's your intercessors? Who's praying for you? When you want to be on that platform and the world stage, you got to have backup. You got to have someone praying for you. You just can't walk around, I'm an apostle. Why do you think I don't go to some places? Because if I ain't got backup, I ain't going. I got to have an intercessor, somebody praying for me. The young lady, just, I'm just sharing this testimony. A young lady, I won't say her name, but she's down in Mexico. She said, the Lord told her to me, I'm going to pray for you. And she started, she, she said, I'll, I'll be your intercessor. I'm going to pray with you. I pray for pastors and stuff and apostles. I, I, I heard your clarion call for apostles. Uh, she said, two days later, after she said that, she fell and broke four toes, three toes, broke a foot, and she had a cast. And I, and I told her, I said, listen, Anytime the Lord gives you something to pray about me or for me, call me first because I need to authorize you or release you to deal with that principality of power. Everything is done in order. It's in order. I've got anointing to deal with nations. I got the authorization to release you to pray against them. Certain things intercessors are not supposed to mess with unless the pastor gives you the You might see it, but you may not need to deal with it unless you got covering and backup. Uh, to back you up. I said, if I'm in agreement and I know you're praying, then if the enemy comes, he got to come against me first instead of hitting you. You pray and what God tells you to pray, but let me know so I can deal with those demons when, before they come after you. And so David got the victory. He was anointed king, and the Philistines heard of it. And he said, he didn't beat the Jebusites, but we Philistines, we tough. Now notice that David had killed Goliath already. He beat the Philistines. Philistines ran when Goliath got killed. But here they come back again to fight again. See, the devil don't stop because you whoop him one time. He'll come back again and keep trying and keep trying until he defeats you. They came back at David a second time to, to beat him up. And David inquired of the Lord. And he said, shall I go up against the Philistines? He went in intercessory prayer and said, Lord, what's going on? He said, you will, deliver them, will you deliver them in my hand? If I go into this battle, if I go into this fight, will you deliver them in my hand? And the Lord said, go up. Well, surely I'm going to deliver you into your hand. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. See, you always got to go to God when you want to go intercession and pray for people. Lord, what do you want me to pray? How do you want me to pray? Should I pray? Do I need to pray? Well, what should I do? You learn how to hear from God. Oh, sister so-and-so is in the hospital. I'll say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Do I need to go to the hospital to see them or do I just need to pray for me? He said, just pray for me. They'll be all right. So if I don't come running up to the hospital because you're at that hospital, no, I already prayed. And it ain't that serious. Now, if it's serious, I'll come up. Now, you know, if I'm going to come to the hospital, you know you got to get up, right? If I come up to the hospital and see you, I ain't coming up there wasting my time. Don't call me up there if you ain't going to get up. <laughs> I'm serious. 
I lay hands on you, you're going to get up. I may not see you get up, but when I leave out the door, I expect you to get up because the Bible says, call for the elders of the church. Let them lay, anoint you with oil, lay hands on you, and the Lord shall raise you up. Not might, not maybe, but he shall raise you up. So all I got to do is do my part, go pray for you, and then I'm out of there. And let God get the glory. So another demon will come and test you. You'll jump your sight. What you do with one strong man, here comes another strong man. You got to, I had a, a young lady asked me on, on, on Facebook, he said, well, well what is my roots? I said, what, how do I know what roots I need to deal with? I said, what is the thing God keeps dealing with you over and over and over about? What is the thing you can't seem to get victory over? What is the thing that just, is, is it, uh, you just can't make it a corporate prayer. I don't know why you can't make it a, you just, just, it just ain't, it's, what's, what's holding you back? What's, what is that thing that makes you don't want to get up and come to corporate prayer? Why have you got so lack? Who's telling you that you don't need to come to corporate prayer? Where is that coming from? Oh, I ain't got time. Then that means that you don't know how to manage time. Oh, I'm gonna hit you. Oh, you don't know how to see. There's a thing called time management. I did. I, I was in production control, so I had. They told me go do a time study on how, how do you produce this widget. How long it's gonna take? How many parts it's gonna take? Uh, put the time study. How many movements they gotta make? And I had to do a time study to see what it would cost to produce the product. On things. So you gotta learn how to manage time. If you're not man, if you got too many things going on over here, you maybe you need to just cut something off on that time and bring it over on this time. Amen. Oh, y'all quiet. Is y'all here this morning? Is y'all quiet this morning, huh? So the Lord said, I'm going to be with you. And David came to Baal, Perizim. And he smote them there and said, Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the bursting of great waters. So he called the name of the place Baal, Perizim, the Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough is coming to break us free this week. Break us through. Break us through completely. You're about to come into your breakthrough. You're about to deal with your Jebusite once and for all. As the Lord shared last week, I said last week that the, uh, uh, David had some great mighty men. Uh, one of them was uh, Benaniah. Benaniah. He was strong. He was mighty in battle and he took the enemy's own spear and killed the enemy with his own spear and I said God said he gonna, we're going to kill our enemy, we're going to kill our Jebusite we're going to kill that enemy at debt with money we're going to kill him with his own sword debt going to get killed with his own sword money, the devil's going to be crying on the curb when he see you blessed he'll be crying on the curb when he see you drive back he'll be crying, the devil's a crying because ever got new tired, didn't have to pay for it he had to go back and report to his boss. I wasn't successful. Boss probably stabbed, stabbed, stabbed him and slapped him and, and threw fire on him. You were supposed to destroy her. That You were supposed to put that thing in the road where she had an accident and hit a tree. But you messed up because God was with her. God said, I'll replace all the Old things pass away, all things become new. The devil may tear something up, but you got to put it back. He got to fix it right back where, he, where it was, just like it, like it never happened. He got to put the stuff back. See, that's where, you, 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 that's where the favor and the anointing and the anointing of God gives you that favor to make things happen in the spirit realm. She said, oh, Lord, don't let me have to pay nothing on this time. Surely, Emma, you shall go through and, and win this victory. <laughs> you give God the glory. When he does this thing, beware of the Jebusite pride. Beware of the nickel, as I call nickel and noses. So David did the big victory. He broke down uh, Jebusites and called the city the city of David. 
And he got the great big victory. And then he began to sit around. He beat the, beat the Philistines. And then in 2 Samuel 24, verse 1 and 2 says, Again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. He moved David against them, saying, Go number Israel and Judah. And the king said to Joab, the captain of the host, who was with him, Go now through the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and count the people that I may know their number. Pride got I want to see how many saints I got. I want to see how many come to church on Sunday. I want to see how many subjects I got. Look at me. I'm the great David. Amen. I killed Goliath and slain Jebusites and beat the Philistine. Go number my people. Let me see how many I got. Um, in the church, we call it Connor Nichols and Noses because we're passing How many you got in your church, Doc? How many, how many you running on Sunday? How, many, how, much, how much offering you getting? It's counting nickels and noses. That's what the religious do. They say, how many members you got in your church, Pastor? I don't know. I just show up on Sunday and they show up on Sunday. I ain't counting them. I'm just doing my job. If it's two of them, I got to teach and preach. If two of y'all show up, I'm going to teach and preach just like it's 58. I don't change, change because you ain't here. Whatever. I got a requirement to preach the word of God. So, so the, David, number of people, and God said, okay, you got three things. Choose. I'm going to judge you. He said, you can either let your elders deal with you or let me deal with the people or let me deal with you. And David said, Lord, you choose. Lord, don't let me get in the hands of man because they, they, they can be ugly. Man will tear you like a pack of dogs. They'll chew you up and spit you out. He said, Lord, don't you do that. I trust in you. You are fair and you are just. Lord, I, I repent. Lord, whatever your judgment is just. And because of that, 70,000 people died because of his little pride. He wanted to count the people. And God had a, a soft heart and said, okay, angels, stop. Don't kill no more. The angel was going through killing, killing everything. Pestilence came in. The angel of pestilence came in. You know, the black plague, whatever, 70,000. You know, the Lord uses these things to bring nations down. He'll use pestilence. He'll use weather. He'll use nature. Do you not know the war that in, in World War II that the greatest nation on the earth almost was destroyed? America? Because of mosquito? Because all the soldiers were getting malaria and, and over there in Southeast Asia. And they had to come up with a cure. Everybody was sick. Everybody had malaria. They never had malaria. A little mosquito shut down the military. God sent flies into Egypt. Shut the whole commerce down. Everybody, everybody was in the house. Now, you know you don't like flies, and they was everywhere. Ooh. And flies are nasty anyway. Laying eggs and lava all over everywhere. Yuck. Because of pride, Satan watches the failures of Christians. And you can sense the scorn as pastors and intercessors pray uh, for citywide revival and you haven't seen it yet. The enemy begin to laugh at you. When, when Elijah prayed, the Bible says he prayed one time. 
Nothing happened. Two times. Nothing happened. Three times. Nothing happened. He went always seven times. He had to keep interceding. Keep pounding. Keep praying. Keep putting his head down. Keep praying. Seven times he went. Nothing happened. On the seventh time, then he saw a fist like in the clouds, like a man's hand, and the rain came. Naaman was told, go dip seven times. Not one time, seven times. He said, why are you letting me go to the, why are you making me go to the Jerusalem River? Jerusalem River was nasty. It was dirty. I don't want to go. Let me go to the Abba River or the Parfar River. They're a little bit cleaner than this. You want me to go in that nasty water and go do it? If, if, if the prophet had told you to go conquer a whole nation, you'd run out there and kill them right now. But he tell you to do something a little simple, but I dip down in the water seven times. You can't do it? And the prophet didn't even come out and see you? He didn't even come. He sent his servant? you the great king, the great warrior, and you can't follow instructions? And he went and done what he did, and he was set free. And then little sneaky Gehazi got tired of being waiting. He got impatient. He didn't want to wait on the Lord to break through. I'm going to break myself through. I ain't waiting on God no more. You know, Gehazi got like the, the cartoon of the, of the two buzzards sitting on the tree limb saying, forget this. I'm going to go kill something. Tired of waiting. You know, buzzards can't kill nothing. All they can do is break open the carcass. But they, can't, they don't have teeth to kill anything. Sometimes we want to go before God. Saul did the same thing. Samuel said, go stay here seven days. Wait, wait, wait. Just wait. I'll be there. The enemy's coming against him, rising up. All his soldiers and men were running in caves, hiding, in, went home. Uh, <laughs> it's like the pastor called for intercession and corporate prayer, and everybody went to their own home, hiding from the devil. I ain't going to that warfare. I don't, New Heart Worship Center? I don't want to go to New Heart Worship Center. It's, it's too hard. Shoot, them devils come after you. You be fighting, doing spiritual warfare and stuff, and them demons be coming after you and fighting you and your kids and your family. And everything. that's too hard. Let me go over to this soft church here and don't do nothing and get my shot on. You got to watch. God tests us to prepare us for the ultimate victory. David killed his lion, he killed his bear, he killed Goliath, he killed his brothers, he did the Jebusites. The third anointing prepared him for kingly governmental reign. Before you step to your next level, God has for you, you will face your Goliath. You will face your Jebusite. You will take off his head, you will come to the next level. Your next level never comes without a fight. Your next level never comes without a fight. Your giant will speak to you. Your giant will intimidate you. It ain't going to happen. You've been waiting two years. You've been waiting three years. You've been waiting four years. Where is the God that said he's going to do this? You're, you're, you're limited. You're in a constrained place. You can't do what you want to do. You, you want to get out and scream and, and tell God what to do. And God said, just, just be still. And the enemy is saying, who do you think you are? Oh, you oh, you ready? Yeah, man, you gonna overcome me, cancer? You go, nah, you ain't. I'm gonna whoop you like I like you stole something. You ain't getting away from this. Uh, you gonna overcome? Oh, your Jebusite is diabetes, huh? Oh, diabetes gonna whoop me. I have diabetes, and I ain't coming out. And you gotta tell diabetes, no, you a Jebusite, and I'm gonna whoop you. I got a text from 
a man, I don't even know, he, he, from Mauritius. Where's Mauritius at? Anybody know where Mauritius is? I think it's in Indonesia, somewhere around on the other side of where. And he said, I'm sorry to bother you, sir, but uh, would you pray for me? I've got diabetes, and I'm, I'm on taking tablets, and I got neuropathy in the bottom of my feet, and, 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 and I just need prayer. And I did. I prayed for him yesterday. I came over here and prayed for him. And interceded for him. Say, Lord, heal that man. If he has the faith to write me, don't even know me, on the other side of the earth, to believe that I can get a prayer through, uh, I can that, heal him. Heal him. Heal Preston. Heal Manuel. Heal Jewel. Heal all of them. I, I start calling out names. I say, heal them all. Heal the pastor's wife in Uganda. Heal the pastor in, 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 in the Indonesia. I can't get there and I can't touch them, but Lord, you can send your word and heal them. I've got faith to believe you, amen, that you're able to do above and beyond. I can ask a thing. I said, Lord, you did it before for the lady in Australia. A lady in Australia prayed, called, uh, texted me and said, will you pray for my daughter? She's going through a uh, diabetes or some kind of sickness, some kind of thing for weeks and weeks and weeks. I prayed for her and she texted me back the next day and said, she's healed! She's healed! She's healed! I said, praise God. God did it because I didn't do it. All I did was take she's healed in Jesus' name. But we got to go to this place that we're going to defeat every Egyptian site, that you're going to overcome every strong man in your life. Every situation that comes against you, God's got an answer for it. And he's given us the kingdom. And so you've got to be able to look past your past failures. Look past where the devil said it wasn't going to happen. Look past where you didn't get the healing that time. But good keep saying, I'm going to get my healing. I don't care. It may not come today. But I know it's in line. Amen. I'm just going to stand in line until they call my number. Amen. And our name is in heaven. My name has been written. There's prayers. My name on it up in, the, in my prayer bowl in heaven. God has heard my prayer. I know God's going to, re my redeemer lives. And I know he's going to answer my prayer just like he did Cornelius when his prayers and arms came up before him. I know I've been paying my tithes. I know I've been putting money in this and seed in the ground. I know I've been blessing the God. I know I've been helping the poor. I know I've been doing what I, I know God's going to do something for me. God, you're not a God. You should lie or a son of man that you should repent. And so I'm going to take my Jebusite and I'm going to whoop them. Amen. I'm going to beat the Jebusites that want to stop me. I got a Jebusite I'm dealing with. I've been saying, I'm praying yesterday. I said, Lord, you got to deliver me out of this straight place. I'm in a confined place. I need a place of peace. I need my office. I need a place where I can write. I'm in a straight place. I said, Lord, you want me to write these books and manuals and I got all these problems. I need a place. Give me my place where I can, where I can, where I can meditate, where I can study, where I'm not in, bothered by any kind of you know, obstructions or anything. That's my Jebusite. That's my Jebusite. I'm going to have manuals and books. I got them. I've got them written. I've got two books already written. I just ain't published them yet. Because I need my money. Amen. Then I'll put e-books up and e-things e, e, e up. All of that's going to come into place. But the books are going to go. I've got, I'm holding on to my prophetic word that all those are my contemporaries. I'm going to run past them. I'm going to be around here a long time. i got another 20, 30 years ago. Why? Because God said I can have it. Oh, yeah. You can go on to heaven, but I'm going to be here. Hallelujah. I don't let anybody distract me from the purposes of God. I don't care who it is. Amen. God is my source, and I look to him. Amen. I don't care if you want to go leave. Get out. Bye. See you. No, no. My purpose and my destiny has not been fulfilled. I'm going to make sure I get every nickel and every ounce of time that belongs to me because he controls time. 
Amen. He can give you more time. He can he set up. I'm listening to this man, man on, on TV, 112 years old, and they ask him, say, sir, how did how did it, what did it take for you to uh, to get to 112 years? He said, mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. The plain and simple, just mind your own business. Don't stick your nose in anybody else's problems and anybody else's issues, and you'll be all right. You'll live a long time. But see, no, we can't do that. We got to get in our kids' life, our grandkids' life, pooking them life. We got to get tell them all the all their issues and all their problems. We got to get involved in our hair coming out. Amen. People running around wearing weeds because their head, yeah, their hair that came out. You got a wig because your hair that came out. You all stressed out and wearing out. Listen, go listen to the tape on podcast. I put up the minute on on how to deal with stress. I just put it up Wednesday, Tuesday. Go to the podcast, and this is the one on stress. They give up five billion barbiturates a year. Five billion opioids and pills they give. Uh, 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 10 billion. We drugged up in America. They're drugged up around the world. They want to drug us up. So you become sheep or just pass it and no, don't, don't talk back, don't fight back, don't do anything. And then they want to kill you off. That's the whole purpose. They try to eliminate the population so the rich can have the whole earth to themselves. The devil said, you tried that and you failed. You're nothing. You ought to quit while you're ahead. You are better off not being a Christian. You ever heard that one? Have you ever, ever told you that? Say so you were doing better when you wasn't a Christian. Party, you had money, you can do it, to get anything, go anywhere you wanted to do. Amen. Yeah, but you were broke as Job Turkey, you owed everybody, and you were running from the collectors. Amen. God anoints the weapons you know how to use. I'm gonna wrap it up now. Jude 11 and 12 says, Woe to them that are going the way of Cain and ran greedily after the era of Balaam for reward. Cain killed Abel because his sacrifice. He didn't want to go follow the guidelines. He didn't want to follow what God told him to do. This is how you bring a sacrifice. I'm sure Adam and Eve taught him, said, God requires a sacrifice. Don't bring something cursed out of the ground. Bring him a, a lamb or something like that. And perish by the gainsaying of Kor. Kor was Kor was Korah and the boys. You know, they rebelled against Moses and were swallowed up and went to hell. They didn't even get, they didn't even get it transferred. They didn't even collect $200. They go straight to hell. They just, into the fire. He just opened the earth, opened up, and the whole family, kids, the dog, the goldfish, the cat, everything that associated with the family of Korah and the boys went down to hell. Moses and Aaron said, y'all stand back. When you see me backing up, y'all better back up with me. <laughs> Amen. Because God's fitting to do something. God's fitting to hurt somebody. He said, these are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, cared about by the winds and trees whose fruit is withered without fruit, twice dead and plucked up by the roots. That's what you tell the devil. I'm plucking you up by the root. You're twice dead and plucked up by the root. The axe is laid to the root of your issue. The axe is laid to the root of your problem. The axe is laid to the root of what God wants to deal with the roots. Because 2020 is going to be an awesome, 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 awesome year. I'll share some more about 2020 later.
It's the year 5780. 80, you know what 80 means? The mouth. What comes out of God's mouth. 5777, 5776 is av- avian. I've shared that with the AVIN. AVIN means the eye of God is watching you. 2020, the mouth of God is going to speak. God's going to speak some stuff. You're going to see clearly. You're going to know. Revival's going to break out. There's prophetic words that revival's getting ready to break out from Florida, the Midwest. God's putting an anchor in the Midwest, and it's going to go all the way to California. God's going to bring a, a, a great revival. A great. It's already happening now. It's already starting to break out now. Have you noticed that the worship has changed in the church? The God has taken musicians out of the church, out of the religion, and now they're coming up with, with, with powerful worship and, and warfare. They're learning spiritual warfare. That's, we've been doing spiritual warfare almost 20 years. Now, now the singers are starting to tap into the prophetic worship and prophetic uh, songs, and you're hearing uh, prophetic things coming out. So there's a generation that has been ordained to worship God, and we're going to begin to see that generation. The battles you go through, the Lord of the breakthrough is here. And I want you to prepare for God to deal with any issue. The Bible says the Gentiles shall come to your light and the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes around about thee, all that gather together, and come say that sons come from afar and that daughters shall, daughter shall be nursed by your side. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that every Jebusite in our life, and Hivite, and Perzite, and Hittite, and Philistine, Father, we bind these strong men and strongholds in the lives of your people. Father, we remove every altar and every uh, ungodly altar and every uh, ungodly uh, 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 generational line and generational root. I lay the axe to the root of issues and axe to the root of pride and axe to the root of, of sickness and disease, axe to, to the root of the discouragement, the root of failure. We chop it up in the name of Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthened us. So every root, we pluck it up twice, root, pluck it up by his roots, everything the enemy has planted, we pull it up out of the, out of the ground now in the name of Jesus. Father, this is a time of harvest, and as you begin to harvest the wheat, you'll pluck up the tares, you'll pull it up and bundle up and burn it in the fire. We thank you that this is a time. We decree and declare that this is our time of of harvest. This is our time of plenty. This is our time of overflow. This is the time of bushel baskets full. Blessings of galore. Conocopia full of, of blessings are coming our way. We declare and decree that the tear shall be bound together and burned up in the fire. Everything that the enemy has planted in our life this year ends. In the year 2019, we shall birth the new. We're bringing forth the new in this month. Father, we thank you and we declare that before the 28th of this month, our decree as the prophet in, in Africa said, before the 28th of this month, our breakthrough shall be here in the name of it. We shall not go into another month without our breakthrough. We thank you. You're the Lord of breakthrough. You're the Lord of breakthrough. Lord of bear person. Lord, come and break us through. Break us. Finish it off. Bind up our enemies, chain them up, bind them up, wrap them up, put barbed wire around their mouth so they can never speak again to us. Bind them up with barbed wire, 
torture the devil, break his arm, knock his teeth out, break the arm of the king in the name of Jesus. Put, it, put the angel's foot upon their necks in the name of Jesus. I send deliverance to the homes. I send deliverance to the houses right now. Those who are watching by YouTube, I send healing to your house right now. I send deliverance to your house right now. In the name of Jesus, every devil in your house must get out of there. Every strife spirit. Every contention spirit, every spirit of confusion, every spirit of heaviness, every witchcraft spell, every witch and warlock spell that has come against you, sore throats, sinus congestion, headaches, all those things ringing in the ears, uh, tingling in your feet, tingling in your hands. I bind the witchcraft spirit that is coming into your household, that witches are trying to take control of your family. In the name of Jesus, Father, every altar that's been ungodly, we ask the angels to go in and pluck it up in the name of Jesus. I lose angels that go into your house. Let them climb into the window. Let them climb through the doors. Let them come in. Let them not break rank, but let them run out every spirit that has been vexing your family and your bloodline in Jesus' name. By faith, if you will receive receive it. Those that have tumors and those who have growths on you, right now the Lord is healing you. I'm seeing people being healed of tumors and growths in the name of Jesus and gorders on the neck. You're being healed in the name of Jesus. I see tumors in the stomach, tumors in the uterus, fibromyalgia is being healed in the name of Jesus. We send the axe to the root of the tree. Every strong man and every stronghold that's vacant, sitting in your stomach, that's sitting in your intestines, sitting in your liver, sitting in your in your kidneys. We command to come out in the name of Jesus. God is healing those with scoliosis. God is healing those with back problems right now. Pinched nerves. We command healing to come now in the name of Jesus. Of Nazareth. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I send the word through the camera. I send the word into the video. I send the word of healing. The word of deliverance. I pray for those around the other side of the earth. Those who have been praying for diabetes being healed. I've called out to the Lord. Lord, send an anointing to heal diabetes. Chop off every tentacle of diabetes. Chop it off the head. Chop it off the eyes. Chop it off the ringing in the ears. Chop it off the throat, the thirst. Chop it off the feet, the neuropathy in the feet, the tingling in the feet, the gain green in the feet. I curse it in the name of Jesus. We curse the doorkeeper of insulin. We bind the spirit to cause your sugar to go up and your sugar to go down. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're able to heal supernaturally around the world let this be a time of revival in the earth I decree revival around the world father let the internet let the, there be no distance between here and Indonesia no distance between here and Uganda and Kenya and Africa and Nigeria I send healing around the earth healing into India bless the pastors in India bless the ministers in Pakistan bless the ministers in the Philistine, Philippines in the name of Jesus so, Father, we lay the axe this morning to the root. And every root be plucked up twice and twice dead. Plucked up by the roots. In the name of Jesus, whom we serve. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm done. Anybody need prayer this morning? Are you welcome for prayer? And uh, may the Lord bless, bless you. As you listen to this podcast, I, re- I pray that you receive your blessings and you receive your healing. Uh, hallelujah. This is the time that the battles that you fight, you got to deal with your Jebusites. And may you deal with every strong man and stronghold that comes against you in your life. Until next podcast, God bless you.